Up next on Inside the SCCA, Club Specs First Test. Welcome to this episode of Inside the SCCA. I'm Brian Belansky, and uh, joining me this time in person, Dave Ogburn. How are you? Very good. Have a good day. We've had a really good day. I got to tell you, um, there are some perks to this job, and uh, I call it a job. I don't get paid to do it. There's some perks to this this podcast thing. Yeah, sure. And uh, one of them was I got invited. I got a phone call a couple weeks ago from uh, Jay Chapman, who uh, is the guy at, uh, at uh, Goodyear who handles all the SCCA stuff on the sales side. Right. And he said, can you get to Akron? <laughs> Why do I want to go to Akron? <laughs> in December. In December. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the December part played a role into today. Uh, but um, he said, well, we're going to, we've got the first, what we think is the first club spec car put together. And uh, we're going to test it at Akron. And um, we'd like you to come and help us test the car. And I'm like, me? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not turning that down. Uh, I think I had the ticket booked before we were off the phone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, maybe I should ask my wife if it's okay. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, Dave was here, part of the test. We'll get into all of that in a bit. Um, for anybody who's watched the show, and, and you have, you know my first question, and that is, how did you get mixed up in this crazy sport we love? Yeah, so I, I, you know, a lot of people is probably you know through their parents, and I'm you know one of those uh, one of those people. So my my dad and I, yeah, I was 15, so at yeah. a car show in Richmond, Virginia, where I grew up. Uh, dad was always into cars we watched a little bit of racing i was into race cars but he never participated right um and we found a local autocross club had a booth and at at the car show and so we watched the the video which may have been on a vhs you know at, sure. the, at the car show and yeah. uh and it looked awesome yeah. and my dad had a mustang at the time and uh i i can't remember exactly but we, I, we probably went to the next one yeah and uh yeah. so i Hung out for, you know, I had my learner's permit, sure. checked his tire pressures, all that cool stuff. And then, uh, you know, got to participate when I got my driver's license and I would say that hooked it. So, yeah. Um, but so yeah. what year Mustang was that? That was a... So his was a 99 SVT Cobra. Okay. Yeah. It was a convertible. Nice. Um, it was a cool car. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's what I learned to drive stick on. But, yeah. Yeah. Super lucky. So today is almost kind of full circle, right? A little bit. That's kind yeah. of cool. Yeah. My dad's always been a big Mustang guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, from there, it kind of, yeah, uh, autocross was, yeah, where I got my start. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, still somewhat involved to, to this day. So it's been a while. And you've been to nationals, autocross yes. nationals a couple yeah. times. What's your best result there? And so I won twice. Won twice. Um, I knew yeah. the answer to the question. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, better, it's better coming from him yeah, than me. So I, uh, I went from 2010 to 2018. Okay. And, um, yeah, I was, was lucky to, to win in 2011 and 2015. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, super enjoyed it. Solo Nationals was away when I, uh, you know, I, I still have tons of friends through autocross now. I'm road racing, a lot of people I still keep in touch with, and, and I'd love to go back. It's only, you know, uh, some family and, and vacation commitments that keep me from doing it. Otherwise, I'd love I'd love to go back and, and compete again. Well, uh, maybe now you can call, go back and call it work, maybe. and then you don't yeah, have to yeah, take well, vacation. Yeah, yeah, that idea. I, I, I know somebody. I'll, my mind. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. Um, and now you're road racing. Correct. 
what's your what is your class of choice? So I race a spec racer Ford. Okay. Uh, so the Gen three and with all the upgrades, including the the, the Seda. So um, that is the current race car. I started racing a spec racer Ford in twenty seventeen. Okay. And uh, yeah, went it was a year of Gen two, and then I did the Gen three conversion before the twenty eighteen season. So when I bought my car. Uh, it was a Gen 2 car, but came with the, the kit. So right. I, I did the conversion myself. I'm supposed to take 100 hours. I think it took me 500 hours to do myself. <laughs> I'm not very, I would not make very much money as a mechanic on right. time. Right. I, uh, um, it was a cool process. I got to know the car really well. Well, I always tell people two things. One, it's always cheaper to buy a, a car that's done. Yes. You know, because uh, when you try to build your own car, it takes time and money and stuff pops up that you don't realize. Absolutely. But... When you do that, you don't have the benefit of knowing every nook and cranny right. of that car. So, yeah, it's, um, it's helped quite a bit. I, I, because I, I, I took care of my own car for several years. I run with a team now. Um, I'm fortunate to do that, and it's and it's helped in a lot of ways. But, you know, I, I, I am very happy that I started not yeah. with a, a prep shop and got to do it sure. myself for for several years. And you appreciate also what the guys on the team do a little bit more sure. when you when you wreck a car. Or, Make yeah. a mistake. You know, I, I know how much it sucks to repair a fiberglass nose when it's 40 degrees outside. So it's, uh, I, it, it, yeah. I it, think it sucks to repair a fiberglass nose when it's 80 degrees outside. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the most fun there's, work. There's nothing, nothing fun about that job, yeah. especially even, and if you're good at it, then that's a different thing. But we never, sure. we hope to never have to do it enough no, to get good at no, it. Absolutely. Um, so, and you've had some, some success in that as well, right? Yeah, I have. I've gotten a lot better. I, so spec racers helped me immensely and I think it's even helped me in, in, in my job. So, I mean, I, it, anything I'm driving, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's, a the big learning process. You right. know, I, I, I think I'm, would be better if I went back to solo nationals now than when I was doing it, you know, back when I was, you know, seriously competing. Right. Um, but yeah, spec racer. And, and the reason I, I chose it is it's a class you can't, you can't hide. Right. Um, so I started, I did a year in T4, um, enjoyed it but it was just you know a lot of the races i went to were were smaller and you race against two three four five people and you're in mixed classes and and i really enjoy that type of car but i I wanted i knew that i wanted to be a better race car driver sure and i needed to race more and through autocross and other things i've gotten to do you know it's it's certainly needed to get faster when i started but it was racecraft was more my limitation than my ability to drive the car at the limit. And so I just needed, I needed that wheel to wheel experience. And I think the first race I did in the spec racer in 2017, it was a, a majors race at Coda. And I think I, I passed and got past more than I had done in an entire season sure. uh, before that. And so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's humbling. Cause you know, I came in and, you know, thinking like, I was going to be better than I right. really was when I first started. And I, I wasn't bad. I sure. did okay. I finished think, eight runoffs the first time I went in the, in the it was gen two is when it was a split gen two, gen three, right. but I was, I would say not in contention to win. Sure. You know, it was, it was an eighth place that was uh, back from the lead pack. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so there's a lot to learn and it's, uh, again, the cars are so even and that's what really attracted me to it. Right. That I've learned an immense amount from, yeah, driving point of view, but also race craft and, and then mentally how to approach a race weekend and, and, and how to, you know, approach the, the, the race from a mental perspective. Right. So you, you and I have talked a little bit in the last couple of days. 
Yeah. And uh, you had mentioned uh, uh, SECA social media. Oh, and, yeah. and I'm not going to roll you under the bus okay. here, but but one of the arguments that happens all the time on social media okay. is, does solo help you? Does autocross help you when you go wheel to wheel? And every person I've ever talked to who is really good at wheel to wheel and who's done a, a good amount of autocross mm-hmm. says to me, absolutely autocross was a great training ground for me. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think, um, so I've, I've started uh, three years ago, I started driver coaching and right. started kind of organically through spec racer Ford, helping people that I uh, run on the same team started with asking me for a little bit of help and then sort of became like a real side business and has really you know helped me stay in racing. But I, you know, I, I see it from a lot of different perspectives of the way that I was taught to drive, um, the way I learned, um, and through what I'm doing now with helping others, you know, I'm, I'm, I came from that autocross background. And so what I see from the drivers I work with that don't have the autocross background or something like that is, is the, the car control and the ability to feel comfortable getting to the limit of the car. You know, if you think about, you know, if you start, I have guys I work with that are you know, a little bit older and there's a, whether it's a spec racer Ford or some faster vintage cars. And if you've never been on a racetrack before hopping into a, you know, 200 horsepower vintage open wheel car or a spec racer Ford, it's a lot. How do you feel a limit? I mean, right. how, how do you teach that is difficult. Right. And so, um, autocross is to me a way to really get comfortable pushing to the limit in a low risk environment. But, but I think it goes two ways. I think that, you know, if you're an autocross national champion, and you just go into road racing, you're not going to immediately take the world by storm. You might, right. you know, if you're super special. Yeah, I, I don't think autocrossing means you're going to be good, right. but it certainly can't hurt you. Yeah, as long as you, I think what some auto, you know, and, and I struggle with this is, is as well. I mean, I, I, I thought I was better than I was sure. when, when I started doing it. And so, you know, it, it is being good at autocross doesn't mean, yeah, you're going to go in and show the road racers how it's done. But I do think that, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in being well-rounded as a driver. Right. So, I mean, I'm some of the guys I work with, I'm pushing them to do, you know, some rally schools, rally cross, uh-huh. looking to do some drifting. And I think anything you can do to improve your car control and drive other disciplines and drive other type of cars can be a huge advantage. And and the other cool thing about autocross is there's opportunities to drive lots of different cars. Right. So, you know, you can go to test and tune days. You know, if you get some experience, you can become an Evo instructor and, and sure. you get Road racing, nobody hangs out after the weekend and says, here, here's the keys to my GT1 car, you know, go <laughs> rip some laps. But at autocross, I've done things at Solo Nationals on the test course where it's like, hey, you know, can I drive your car? You drive mine. Or yeah. I'd like some help with this. And you hop in and you get a few laps in a car that, you know, you otherwise wouldn't have gotten to, to ever experience. And I think all that it builds the database, builds your experience to improve as a driver. I've also noticed anecdotally, because I have no scientific research in this, but it seems to me that when people who road raced a lot then go try to do autocross, they struggle. Yeah. And I feel it's also the same way as people who've road raced a lot who then go sim racing Mm. struggle. Sure. Kind of the same idea. Um, Is that kind of the experience you've seen too? I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to say as much because I came the other way. Right. So I haven't haven't seen it as as much. I mean, certainly on the sim racing side. So I, I... I do some sim racing, but I'm not particularly great at it. I'm getting better, right. but it, I mean, it is a different skill set, and it's you 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 have a lot of options to tune your equipment right. and get different equipment to make it 
you know, uh, work better for you, which is somewhat analogous to, you know, tuning a race car. Sure. I, I think, yeah, the, the visuals of autocross are challenging when you're a road racer, you know, to go from this big open expanse and you've got time to make, I think the manic nature of autocross is, you know, it feels, it, it also pushes you to, in some ways overdrive the car, you know, right. in autocross, you're probably better off overdriving a bit than underdriving or in road racing. It might be a little bit the opposite. Right. Um, so I, I think it, if you don't have, it adds some tools to the toolbox or, or it may right. expose some areas. And, but I think a road racer goes back to autocross or to autocross. The skills you would learn there from really focusing on your vision and how you're looking ahead. And then, um, also learning new tracks quickly. Right. And I think autocross has been huge for that for me because uh, so I'll show up to a place and it's uh, I think test day. That in particular is why road racers sometimes struggle in autocross yeah. because you get, even on your first race weekend at a racetrack, you'll get 25 laps that don't mean anything right. in a race to learn where to break. Yeah. And, where they're, and in, a, in an autocross, for those who've done it, no, you, you don't get any laps. Right. Or you might have a test in tune. Sure. But even if you have a test on Saturday, it's going to be a different racetrack on Sunday. Track. Yeah. So you're, you're literally, you're learning the first course in a couple of walks, walkthroughs, maybe, hopefully. And then I kind of give myself the first run right. to make sure I really know it. Yeah. And then I go go hard for two or three or whatever they give but you. I think that is definitely a part of it. Yeah. Is, um, but I, I do think so. I've done one lap of America a couple of times and some of the, some of the best competitors in that event right now are autocrossers, are autocrossers yeah. who can drive on a racetrack. Yeah. And it's because you go to a track, you yeah. have, you have a course walk. It's a much longer course walk. Right. It takes a lot longer. You might get to do it on a scooter, but otherwise it's let it rip. Yeah. Lap one, it counts. And yeah. I, I think there is something to be said for that aspect of autocross of really helping anybody drop into sure. a situation at, at, at a new track. Or if you look at something like the runoffs going to, know say indie or a place that you know you don't get to go a lot i think those skills transfer absolutely sure. absolutely so all right so you 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 just teased us a little yeah. bit um about you know how autocross helped your your job sure so let's talk about your job because okay. dude i mean you got one of the coolest jobs in the world yeah, i got very lucky tell, tell us what you do okay so I, i'm a performance test driver for for goodyear so my my main role is 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 developing helping Tire designers develop tires for um, mainly passenger car fitments and light truck fitments. So um, the way I kind of normally describe it is whatever you see most on the road, that's what I work most on. Sure. So, you know, days like today with uh, uh, where we're driving something that's maybe built for autocross or time trials, or I do get to do some stuff around like our DOT race products. Um, most of it is you know, commuter touring all season. So you just, your everyday tires, and, and I'm essentially a subjective evaluator. So right. my, my job is to evaluate tires for noise, ride, steering feel. So highway steering, like basically driving, you know, from, from home to work and back on the highway, those, you know, linearity, right. um, on center response, these sort of things um, that, that we evaluate and then limit wet and dry handling. And so that's where enjoyment comes in. That's yeah. where, you know, the, the, where I was super fortunate to be you know, to be able to get this job and, and, and keep it and get the training that I've gotten. So I spend a lot of time driving at the limit at work. Um, some in more, you know, non-applicable ways like you know, evasive maneuvers and lane changes, but it still adds to the car control and the comfort 
at, at, at the limit that I, that I get to use when I'm racing. Um, but uh, yeah, day in and day out. So I, I work at our proving grounds in San Angelo, Texas. Right. So I live in West Texas um, here in Akron just for a, a few days. Um, and I'm, I'm probably in a car for maybe half of most days. And sort of my output is test reports and phone calls, discussions of, of how to make the tire perform better for whatever the goals are. So maybe ride comfort, right. maybe noise. Um, we also do, I do some objective testing um, related to handling or stopping distance, hydroplaning performance. Um, so I am an, I am an engineer, a mechanical engineer. Um, and everyone in my, in my group is uh, an engineer. Um, but you know, most of my role is more basically as a subjective evaluator um, of tires, you know, working at our, our proof. So can you talk about what we saw yesterday? Oh, the simulator? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I wanted to just before, I mean, I, sure. I could edit it yeah. if I had to, but um, uh, yesterday. I'm, gonna I'm, 100, I'm virtually positive it's public. Okay. Well, if I can't, if you can't, I'll take it out. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I was, I've been lucky. I, I've been here for two days living, living the dream. And I mean, this is like a car guy's nirvana, I yeah. got to tell you. Um, and they gave me the whole tour of the plant. And uh, for all of you out there in V-Spec, um, I got to see your rain tires being made yesterday uh, in the factory, which yeah. is really cool. And uh, they were they were not cured yet, and uh, it was a whole process. Uh, they were inside out, it looked like, um, so they hadn't been completely oh, finished, really? but okay. they were early in the process. And uh, it is just a really cool. I think there's a public tour you can take here, right? I'm not 100 percent okay. sure. Yeah, if, if, I don't come if, to Akron. I'll have to ask that question. Enough. If there is, I'll tell people how yeah. to do it on the next show. Um, but the the tour was really cool. But I got to see your B spec tires being made and a whole bunch of them ready to go out. Um, so and I know from talking to Jay that, that you guys are really excited about yeah, that program. So, um, but uh, part of the tour that I got a sneak peek at was this this kick ass for for, for a guy who drives yeah. sim racing on a Logitech yeah. 920 right. whatever it is. Um, this was. This was really cool. It's a fairly advanced. Yeah, so, so it's a it's a driver in the loop simulator. Okay. Um, so it's from a company called VI Grade, right? And it's a, a full motion hexapod. So it's it's um, you've got full pitch roll, um, heave, and then and then the the platform moves, and so that gives you the sense of some lateral acceleration. Right. Um, it pulls back under braking, and it's it's really. I was, I was just watching before I came over of, yeah. of another person driving, and it's it's really cool to see the movement when you're not. Yeah, I, it's it's so different than what you feel yeah. when you watch the pod. Moving. Yeah, so it's got a cab of a of a truck or the car, or the the sedan portion where you sit in the car up on top of this platform, so it looks like a car. Right. Um. And and I got to peek inside, and it's got you know a dashboard and seat and seat belts yeah. and everything, just like a regular street car. Yeah, I think it's um, an Opal Corsa. I believe is what it is. Um, Sure. Yeah. How right. random could that yeah. be, right? Yeah. For for us Americans. Right. Um, but uh, and then when you see it, you see this whole thing moving around, and and um, I know you guys did a lot of the Garage Fifty Six testing here, um, yes. which was really cool. And um, uh, and and Nick, one of, one of your yeah, your, one of my coworkers, one of your coworkers Nick, has my, done a lot of work on that, and he's a national champion solo guy too, right? Uh, he's competed. I think he's finished second or third. Okay. But he's a yeah, long time. Uh, late model, super yeah. late model racer, and he's run some Grand Am Cup pro stuff, and he's my teammate in One Lap of America, and basically taught yeah. me how to drive. So I, I would yeah. be able to drive out of a parking lot if it wasn't for him. Yeah, we but, saw that One Lap car today too yeah. out on the test track, and that thing is a beast. It's it was very fun. It's yeah. still very fun. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Nick Nick did uh, a lot of 
simulation uh, sim development for the garage 56 tire yeah and uh yeah a really cool project for him he's based in akron um so that yeah he's our yeah. main you know kind of simulator test driver um, but we get to come up and and you know kind of work on so basically like a driver correlation says so working on yeah my my role as the driver yeah in that um and then work with the team of engineers is kind of the the feedback that, that you know that, that i get from the car and and how to improve the the feel that we get and the sensory inputs there's all there's so much stuff to tune and nick is yeah I mean, put an immense amount of work into yeah making it um very usable um so yeah it's, it's a cool tool that yeah. we're, that's yeah, pretty it's awesome a, a ongoing big development project so so what's a day in the life of a test driver look like uh, so I, I take it's, my kids to daycare and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife also works for, for Goodyear. So okay. we both work at the Proving Grounds in San Angelo. Nice. Um, so it makes commuting easy. Makes it slightly easier. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I'm basically every day is a little bit different, but sort of the same. I mean, I, I, I have a test schedule that I'm mostly in control of, but I've got to work on, you know, the, the other, the surfaces and how, how we share, mm -hmm. you know, what types of tests we're doing. Cause our, our main BDA pad, we can run wet or dry. So I work on that kind of schedule with the, with the other drivers in my group. But for the most part, I run a couple of tests a day. And so for that, it may be, you know, five sets of a noise evaluation or ride mm -hmm. or steering or limit handling. Um, and then some regular job stuff, right. meetings, reports, sure. emails, but, um, I'm usually out on the track for, you know, some days it's a full day and, yeah. you know, I'm pretty tired by the yeah. time, uh, or, you know, if I'm driving to like a, a race that weekend and I've realized I've been in the car for eight hours by the time I get in the car for another seven hours to, you know, go drive to the track. But, oh, shucks. You know, Your life's so rough. I know. These are the, <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, um, it was interesting because when you showed us what you, a little bit about what you do is, you know, we all think test driving was like always driving at the limit or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, but you do like the, the, the noise testing. It, it sounds almost boring, but it's, it it's, it sounds fascinating yeah, too, it, right? I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, uh, Compar it's comparatively not the most boring. exciting to the part that sure. most of the people listening to this podcast will, will right, like, right. but yeah, so we, for the most part, most important from a performance point of view for our tires is to perform well on the road. And, right. and what we notice is ride comfort and how they sound. And, um, you know, may, depending on your experience level, we may not be able to describe in the way that I hopefully can, considering it's my job right. of like what right. the tire steers like, but we all know when something doesn't feel right or feels disconnected or you put in an input and the car doesn't move. And then you put in a little bit more and it moves a lot. Mm -hmm. So no matter how much experience you have, you'll know when it doesn't feel Correct. Right. Or is that something that you like? And then when we get into the limit handling, you know, that's more from a safety aspect. Right. And so, um, you know, we're trying to make sure that the tire has appropriate amount of grip, has a safe balance, has, um, you know, a progressive breakaway to, to, to sliding. But, um, you know, pretty much every program I, I work on has, you know, a significant aspect yeah. of the, the sort of everyday driving. And that's the majority of what we tune, unless it's for wet handling targets, you know, wet performance, braking, uh, braking and handling. So obviously there's a safety aspect there, but then also a performance aspect as well. Um, you know, depending on the, the category tire. So while I was waiting for you to come over, I was on the Goodyear website looking up jobs for test driver. I didn't see very money there. No, there's not yeah, a ton. Not, those will get scooped yeah. up fast, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> if yeah. they're ever available. Because yeah. yeah, I'm guessing it's not a job you quit, right? <laughs> Some, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's when you get it, you want it, right? Exactly. Yeah. We don't yeah. have a ton of turnover. I bet. Um, so I, I, I got very fortunate. So I worked at Honda, 
Um, so I have a lot of awesome friends from Honda. Um, I was a part of their team Honda research. Mm-hmm. It's now you know more under the heart banner. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there, but I wanted to move into testing. And so it was a it was a friend of a friend. So a friend of Lane Borg, some of the autocrossers listen. Sure. One of Lane. So Lane's one of my coworkers. We sit across from each other in the office. And uh, yeah, I found out about the opening and it didn't sound real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, at some point, yeah, it, it, it becomes more yeah. normal. But I very much uh, remind myself and force myself to remember very frequently how lucky I am. I mean, it's a perfect example of my guess is you wouldn't have that job if your dad hadn't stumbled across an autocross no. at a no. car show. 100%. And gone to that first one with that 99 Mustang. Yeah, because that, that set the hook. That and, started and, the and, whole process later. down the road. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of the people we hire are fresh out of college with some driving experience, enough to be really interested, but somewhat easier to train someone that doesn't have a huge driving background right um it doesn't mean it's not you know we, it has to be one way or the other but um you know a lot of the the, the drivers that we that we do bring on uh are you know maybe less experienced than you, you would think but but our training process is pretty pretty intense and sure. so it's it's sure. it was yeah pretty much two years of constant driver training right um, which was yeah, i wasn't complaining no so, <laughs> no no no, no. Yeah, I, it made me uh immensely so exactly. yeah, I started Goodyear as a very average yeah. autocrosser, and at whatever level I am. Oh, now get hold on to, a second. Were you a national champion autocrosser before you came no. to Goodyear? Oh, okay. No, no, definitely not. Wow, that's cool. So we all have to get a job at Goodyear to win a national championship. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, that's my job. That's my goal now. That's my goal now. Um, let's go now to why we're here. Sure. Um, you know, SCCA six, well, um, a year ago announced they were going to do this club spec thing, put on a bunch of surveys. Um, and from the re- response to the surveys, they came up with two, two cars. Uh, so there's a spec MX, a spec club spec MX five and a club spec Mustang. Um, and, and they put the two cars together. This I'm, I'm really compressing a long sure. process into 30 seconds here, folks. Uh, but those who've been following along know that. Um, and and the end result of all of that stuff was that they were going to go with the uh, the S197 Mustang, uh, which is what 2005 to 12 or something like that. Yeah, somewhere in nine or ten. Yeah, yeah something in that in range. Uh, and then the spec, uh, the MX5 uh, spec MX5. Basically, it's it's a the the Mazda is a lot like the um, the spec MX5 road race car. Right. Uh, the package they put on that. And uh, the theory of the thing is to make something attainable, make something easy to put together if you've got the car or if you go out and get the car. The cars aren't terribly expensive. The package is relatively inexpensive. And it's a really easy way for people to get into what will be competitive because you're going to be racing all against the same cars. Um, And that takes a lot of the long-term money out of this sport. Sure. Um, So, uh, and, and when they put the package together for the Mustang, uh, they got uh, into contact with Goodyear, and you guys decided to be the spec tire for it. And um, and then you all have a car, had a car in San Angelo right. yeah. that uh, <laughs> you have spent that a, I spent lot a lot of time in. A lot of time in when I was training, yeah. So we, as Noah Feldstein, is who's um, a tire designer here at Goodyear, some of you guys may know, uh, autocrosser okay. as well. And uh, yeah, Noah pinged me immediately, like, hey, you guys still have that 2005 Mustang in yeah in San Angelo. And, uh, we've been talking about 
know, kind of employee engagements, you mm -hmm. know, these sort of teams like, like Honda, things that um, Toyota does in One Lap of America, um, as we constantly talk about, you know, these sort of activities. Sure. But uh, anyway, ping me. And then uh, Jay Chapman, who we mentioned earlier, you know, reached out of like, could we do something with the car? So I kind of ran it up the flagpole within yeah. the Proving Grounds. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a car we don't use a ton anymore. It's a 2005 Mustang. And yeah, I think three days later, it was on its way to Akron and on, <laughs> the, on its way to a shop to get prepped as a, as a club spec Mustang. So it was really cool to see. I have spent time working with the Automobile Corporate America over the last yeah. couple of years. And it's been my experience that nothing happens fast no. in this world. Yeah. How did that happen in three days? I, I think Jay made a lot of phone calls. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. My my main role was getting the car up here, so I went and found it, took some photos. It was still in good condition. Yeah. It happens to be yellow, which is perfect. And uh, yeah, so yeah, we got it cleaned up and uh, shipped up here. Shipped and up then, here. So and then Dan Dennehy Rodriguez, who is the one of the marketing guys at uh, SCCA. Uh, I think he was part of the group that found the garage to, to do the work on it. Okay. And uh, he and one of the people from that group, and I, I apologize, I don't remember the name of that garage. I probably should because they probably uh, would like some credit. Atomic. Atomic Autosport, yep. right. Yep. Um, they got together, and in the course of a weekend, they bolted on all the parts right. and um, for the car. And the Mazda, or the uh, the Ford package comes from Strano, um, and... Um, it has a it has shocks coilovers all the way around, uh, brakes all the way around. Uh, it has the strut bar tower. The only thing that we don't have on this particular Mustang on the on the initial prep package is the camber plates to make the camber adjustable. So it's basically as maxed out in it's the a camber. Little light on camber, yeah. which you can kind of feel. But but um, of what the stock adjustments give you. So you've got a lots of time in this car before all this yeah. work is done. It was not one of my favorites, but it no? was, it was, it was Why fun. not? So tell me why not before we get to this. Now. Back uh, uh, pre. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a pig, okay. a little, yeah, a lot of understeer. Um, and I, but we typically always drove it on more like an all season tire. And sure. so um, I think as we've probably mentioned, I'm a little bit spoiled. Yes. Some of the cars I've gotten to drive. So, um, you know, but we had a lot of good, um, lap time battles other test drivers sure. comparing data so i have a lot of good memories from okay from from that car and uh luckily we didn't break it otherwise yeah. we wouldn't have gotten to drive it again today as a club spec but yeah. um and so, it was not for a lack of trying I so promise. what's interesting though is now this car is probably my guess driven harder than most cars oh, without a doubt. yeah it is eighteen thousand miles all at a proving grounds That's yeah a lot of so miles. you and so it's basically been driven hard for 18,000 miles. Yeah. Um, and it's still by people learning how to be test drivers. Exactly. So not even just, you know, it's not exactly, like, it's not by only driven by professional drivers that can take care of a car. It's, so the point I'm trying to make is that, you know, I drove it today yeah. and it felt like it was yeah, just, all beat on it. just as good as it would be if, if it wouldn't point. be driven all that time. So, um, uh, so now that you've driven it today with all the package on it, you, you just described the car as kind of a pig. <laughs> um, is it more gazelle-like now? <laughs> yeah, slightly. Yeah, it's just quite a bit. Honestly, it surprised me. I, 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 okay. I, yeah, I, that's I, good. I, I did enjoy. It. So it's uh, we have an autocross course. Um, so one of our our handling tracks or handling courses that we run um, for normal evaluations, and uh, you both got to drive it today at our, our test track in Akron, and uh, so it's again a, a significantly. You know, flatter platform and and 
Um, I think it has a nice safe balance, a little bit more understeer than you know, I might choose right now, but so that's probably a little bit due to, I think the camber will help significantly. Right. Um, but it's got tons of power on traction. You get good V8 noises and yeah. the tire's very responsive and, and aggressive in the way it slides. So you can really control it. We did a little bit of drifting today um, and had some fun. And I yeah. thought you could really, um, you know, one thing I was, one of my favorite things in autocross, what I, you know, what I always wanted to be good at was slaloms. And so you really got to attack the slaloms. We had a four cone, 80 foot yep. slalom that we got to, to run today, kind of pitch it into a sweeper. So, you know, it's a, uh, important for the car to change direction well and then um you know have a good balance we get into that steady state corner and um i think overall it, it definitely transforms the, the package you got big wide tires a good wheel to support it um and then the spring and damper package you know is is overall you know affordable right but but i think it does enough to the car to to really make it a good starting platform yeah so I, uh, oh, there were professional drivers here today driving this car. I was kind of the anti-stig yeah. in this process. I am the everyman, or maybe even less than the everyman. Um, and all of my experiences in low horsepower cars. Okay. So um, Formula Vs, sports Renaults, Honda Civics, Honda CRXs. Um, so this is the first really performance rear-wheel drive okay. V8 type car that I've ever driven. Sure. Um, to the point where I could have real fun with it. Yeah. Um, and that was the one thing I noticed was I was able to get it to, to, to drift, not drift, but to be loose without breaking, yeah. without breaking away. Um, and I was able to bring it back without much, you know, and, and, I, and I'm not the professional test driver. Sure. So um, I've, I found that it was really forgiving, really understanding. It was really easy for me to learn where that limit yeah, was. And I, I think that um, makes there's a lot of sense in kind of part of the yeah. ethos of the class and you know, it, it, that it is approachable. And uh, yeah, from, it didn't have a lot of front end bite, which I think what you're talking about will help with with yeah, when those those camera plates come on better and turn a yeah. little bit better through center. Um, but uh, that was um, that was a that was a hoot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah we got a lot of people through it, and yeah, and like you said, Dan got some experience, and yeah, it was overall well. Super and, and the other thing that was cool, and you know, as part of a club, you know, we want to get more people to have fun with what we yeah. do. Um, and you guys brought over some of your marketing folks who've yeah. never done anything like right. this before. Yeah, they, I seem to quite enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, and the smiles on those faces of those folks when they yeah. got out of the car was yeah. just awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of the enjoyable parts of the job is we do get to do some some demo rides, things like we have like you know kind of ride and drive marketing shows. So we get you know to do that is probably it's not 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 certainly not every day, but when we have visitors to the proving grounds, we get to give rides, and so um, especially when it's internal and someone that you know, was involved with like a different part of the, the tire company. Right. Um, and get them that experience, connect them a little more to the products that we sell. Um, yeah, Gooder's a big company. So I'm a little tiny part and I see my little tiny sure. part and there's, you know, a lot, a lot to it, to the big business that, yeah. that I'm not a part of. Um, so it's cool to kind of make that connection. And uh, I, yeah, they seem to very clearly enjoy yeah, it quite they, a bit. They were very, had a lot of fun. Yeah. They had a lot of fun. Um, so w- with all of the experience you've got on the autocross side of things, and that's one of the main primary focuses of where spec, uh, club spec is going to go. Um, you know, we've also talked about classes and there's a lot of them. Sure. Um, but I do feel like if you're going to add a class to autocross, something like this, where the barrier to entry is fairly easy, not cheap, but very, fairly easy. Um, most people with a, a small amount of mechanical experience can put this car together. Um, and, and, and 
the thing I like about all spec classes is that you should be competitive with the cars you're racing against pretty much out of the box if you have some driving. The car is not right. going to be what makes you not competitive. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what, you know, there are, there are people that love to wrench more than drive yes. and, and to build more than drive. And I, I'm clear, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like the driving right. 10 times as much as I like any other part of it. You know, right. sometimes I'm envious of, and, and I want to be that, that builder car prep, you know, I've done a little bit, but I, it's just not, it's not what I enjoy the most. And so, especially, you know, now having family and young kids, it's, it's, I'm very okay being the guy that shows up at the track with a helmet bag and goes racing because the right. racing is what I enjoy. Uh, the most and I'm fortunate to be able to still to still do that um, but what attracted me to the spec racer Ford is I think similar to what would attract someone to the club spec whether it's Mustang MX-5 or you know the SSC class within autocross is the ability if you want to develop as a driver there's no better way right than, than getting beaten right and getting you know finding out that someone yeah in the same car they're faster than you and that, yeah. that's how I learned at, at work, it's a lot of what I've been able to do is, you know, you have same driver, same car, back to back, and there's nothing to hide. And when you look at the data and someone is either braking later than you or rotating the car better and carrying more entry speed and still getting out of the corner faster, well, guess what? That's you, not the car. And, sure. and I enjoy that aspect of it because that's what I you know want to improve on and want to continue to get better at. So I think for anybody that really is in it more for the, the driving, you still get to you know, put a car together and there's right. some tunable items, but um, I think it's a good option for um, someone looking to really focus on the, the driving side. Right. Whether you have the mechanic ability or not, it doesn't really matter. It's just what you want to focus on. Sure, sure. So it's Akron. Yes. It's December. Yeah. It, it was not was, warm. Today. It was not warm today. Not very cold. Um, and um, so, tell us a little bit about this tire. I thought the tire again. I wasn't driving it anywhere near ten tenths. I was, if I was six tenths, I would be shocked. Sure. Um, but the tire felt really good to me. Tell me about the tire that's on this car. Yeah, so it's the Goodyear Eagle F1 Supercar Three. So it's the, um, it's essentially yeah. So it's our two hundred treadwear tire better. It's branded as a two twenty, but it's essentially you know our extreme high performance summer. And uh, so it stems from the, the OE fitment to the Camaro ZL1, the six-gen Camaro ZL1. So Nick, we mentioned earlier, um, was a lead test driver for that. I got to experience a lot of it during my training, and, and uh, um, it, was, it was a cool process to see. And that tire has become expanded to replacement sizes, so, um, you know, what you see now available out there. And um, so it is basically our, our highest grip, you know, true street tire, you know, the Supercar 3R and, and our Eagle RS, you know, our DOT and our treatable, but they're certainly more oriented for track driving. Um, the Supercar 3 is, is a, it takes heat, so it takes heat well. Um, so it's, it's good on a hot day, um, and, it, and it can take some abuse. You know, I've, I've used it in World Racing League, endurance racing, and um, I ran the 24 hours of Sebring in 2021. Unfortunately, it didn't quite make it 24 hours, but... The 18 hours we did, we didn't change tires. Oh, so, wow. Um, I, I, one of them was about done. Right. But, but even still, I mean, we've done easily eight-hour races. Right. With four Spec Racer Ford guys basically doing qualifying laps, trying to be the fastest on the team. Sure. And the tire took it. So, sure. Um, now, was that the tire you guys used on the one-lap car? Correct. Yeah, okay. so it's also the tire that we use in one lap. And um, did that make the entire trip on yeah, one set? Yeah. Oh, easily. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, my, 
so I, I've done one lap four times. I did it twice with my dad and twice with Team Goodyear with Nick. Right. And uh, the first, the last year I did it with my dad in 2021, um, we were sponsored by Goodyear, ran Goodyear's the Supercar 3 on his um, on his 911. And uh, I think my dad did track days on those tires for a year after one lap. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's it's uh, it wears well. Um, it is... Uh, reasonable in the wet so good wet performance sure. it's you know not the peaks of some of the you know more of a a, a max summer right so the extreme performance summer um but i've driven in the rain it's 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 um it's drivable and has good performance wet and dry strengths are more dry sure it's good response um but in cold temperatures you know like a lot of these tires how they make the grip is a little bit hotted right. up and so it, they you know they don't perform as well at colder temperatures but you know as we saw today 40 degrees and yeah the tires any, never got warm i don't think anybody was complaining yeah so, yeah um, no it was definitely it was just a real pleasure to drive right so if, if you're in an autocross you know your first run yeah you're going to be warming up a little right. bit like you would be with you know many of or most or all of the tires in that in that segment right but you know by the time you get to second run it doesn't take a lot to light it off and then um you should have good consistent performance you're not going to have a tire that's going to drop off on your sixth run <laughs> What, um, before, actually, I've got a couple of things, but let me say some nice things about the people who's got a, okay. a, the logo in the top corner here, Ray Esports. You actually do some stuff with them as well. I do. Uh, you, you do the Formula Ford stuff, you were saying. I've I do the Formula few. V stuff. Yeah. I, I can't say I do it. I, I, I'm trying to do more. I've done three right. now. Right. So uh, Ray, Ray Esports is one of our partners here. Also, Racekeeper. Um, if I set up the Racekeeper properly, we'll have some in-car video okay. from, from our good. test today. And uh, they are the official uh, the official in-car camera of the Inside the SCCA podcast. Uh, and then, of course, the next logo that will pop up, you'll, you'll recognize. It's, it's the Goodyear logo. Good, so yeah. um, uh, they've been a partner of the podcast. You guys have been a pod- podcast partner now for two years uh, to get us to the runoffs. And uh, awesome. uh, really great to work with, with you guys and all of that. So, um, so what, uh, what's, next for, what's next for Dave race-wise? So still planning to run the Spec Racer Ford next year. Um, no real changes there. Um, and then I, I race in World Racing League. You, you, you're downplaying. You came in second at the runoffs, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, so the plan next year is to win. Okay, uh, that, okay. That would be, uh, you know, but it's uh, it's it's super hard. I mean, I, I my, my goal, I, uh, when I, my wife and I had, it's, so we have a one and a half year old, four and a half year old. Right. You know, I, I kind of, I just wanted to keep racing. Sure. So right now, and in, in, I think kids have helped me a lot in enjoying racing and not so focused on sure. the results. So my, my goal is to have a lot of fun next year, yeah. like I did this year. And if some of that comes with results, you know, I'm still ambitious. I still have things I want to do. Sure. I, I, I do want to win the runoffs. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't happen this year, I'll be okay. If it does happen... Probably still be okay, hopefully. So have you uh, been to Road America? I only once. Okay. So I went to the June Sprints in 2020. And uh, I, I, I kind of sounded like I do right now, actually. I thought I had COVID. I had mm-hmm. a, a, a tested negative. I So I got to fly up a day late. I missed the test day and rocked up to you know, practice, followed my teammate, Richard Stevens. Um, and uh, I was okay in practice and then qualified third, thought I was the man. And then properly learned that racing is much harder than qualifying at sure. America. So sure. I had a good draft that probably overqualified where I should have been at the sprint. So I I, I, uh, I was able to run with the lead pack. 
that that year, but I, I finished whatever the however many cars in the lead pack. I was the last car. So sure. I hung on. It's a absolute wild place to race a spec race forward. So my my plan is to go um, do probably Nola Super Tour, uh, Hallett, uh, probably in a race at Eagles Canyon, a majors race, um, June sprints, and then and then the runoffs. And uh, yeah, should be nice season. I'm looking forward to it. It's my car still in pieces from the runoffs. So right. I always wanted my car to come home without an engine from the runoffs. So um, <laughs> I gotta. Get, I guess get that's it. a good problem to have. Yeah, it is. It's it's the it's the. If you're gonna have your car in pieces, it's it's a good good yeah. reason to have it in pieces. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> I do uh, also planning on doing still some endurance racing. Okay. Uh, with my four teammates, all spec racer Ford guys, um, and. Uh, you're 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 the Denny and the three the three fast guys in Denny. Three fast guys in Denny. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fast how did guys. that how did that come up? I mean, how did the name come up? Uh, so it's, oh, I I I we had a we have a group text and we we're talking about doing the first race and we we're shooting off names <laughs> and mostly they were not appropriate and then of course which are um, the best and then I tossed in three fast guys in Denny as a joke yeah and everybody loved it and it stuck and how does Denny feel about it? <laughs> I think that was hilarious. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, it helps him too I, yeah. because then everybody gets to tell him like, hey, but you're actually fast. So exactly. you know he 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 gets to he gets a little bit of uh, yeah you know accolades from it but. Yeah, it's been fun. People seem to love it at the at at the track. The first time we were on, you know, a podium, announce the name, we walk up, and it's not like there were a ton of people there. But yeah. the people that were there, it's like, who's Denny? Which one of you is Denny? And so everybody wants to know who Denny is. Right. He's the slow guy, and then he gets in the car, and they find out that yeah, he's he's not particularly no, slow. No, he is not. There's no, he's nothing. Very I, not I, slow. I, um, I I yeah. I mean. So I'm, right now we have a team of four spec racer four drivers, and three of us have finished second. So the goal for 2020 is that one of us is going to win. Okay. That's, yeah, that's that's the goal. All right. Uh, another one lap. I, currently in the maybe. Plans. Yeah. So we're we're working on details as far as car and what we may be, what we may be running. Um, so I don't know. Okay. Fingers crossed. Uh, we have an entry reserve. I've talked with with Luke Brock in one lap. Yeah. And, you know, we we are planning on it, but I would say it's not final. Yeah, that's on my bucket list. Uh, I will it's, tell it's you fantastic that, event. that driving on the Goodyear Proving Grounds was not on my bucket list yeah. before two weeks ago. Okay. Um, and and I I just keep pinching myself. Like, no, did yeah. I did this really happen? I remember the first time I went to a test track and it was like, ah, okay, I like I yeah. this place. It was Honda's test track in, in Ohio. And like, you know, you know, most people don't get the ability to to go see places like that. And you get right. to see, you know, a little bit peek behind the curtain of how cars are developed and how tires are developed. And you know, not all of it is exciting. You know, right. I've, I've also seen a person stand on a grid with a car in the middle. And I remember seeing these like concentric circles and they have dots, you know, every like, so, you know, whatever degrees around. Right. Like, what is this? You know, I'm thinking yeah. test track, test track has to be cars sliding. Right. You know, what is this person doing? And it's, they were making sure it was a node each time that the key fob worked. And oh like, my you know gosh. what? Somebody's yeah, got to do it. I guess someone's got to test Somebody's that too, right? Somebody's got to do it. So it's uh, yeah. the cool places you see things sure. you're like, oh, that's how they test that or verify that. My, uh, uh, and anyway, so there's, yeah. yeah, you can see lots of neat things. So I'm glad you got to experience it. Yeah. I mean, I, there was some history behind who's who's raced at this track and who's spent time doing it. I'm and, sure. Yeah. Same and, in Texas. There's lots of stories. And, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Dale Earnhardt Sr. did time on this racetrack and, um couple of other i mean it's just very very cool yeah. so i'm i'll get you down to san angelo at some point sure yeah. you just tell me when yeah. i'll figure out how to get there i'll figure out how to get there um 
any any sponsors that you've got on your sport, spec racer that you want to say thank you to, say hi to, appreciate? Sure. Yeah, so Sim Seats, we mentioned yep. Sim Racing. So um, that's who my, my rig came from. So I've been super enjoying that. I've had a couple of months. So um, I went from a Logitech G25 to a... Oh, so you and I are on know, the same uh, same deal. Yeah, like I, a slight upgrade. So I've been enjoying the Sim Racing quite a bit. Okay. And... Uh, through through some seats and then yeah, salt stick is a yeah, electrolyte supplement for, for cool. a, a sponsor on the on the spec racer side and then Goodyear's obviously been a huge part of my sure. career not only from you know my entire driving career you know uh, outside of my job but also you know through through one lap so I feel super fortunate. Well, thank you for taking the time and uh, and joining me yeah. for Happy this. Uh, also, thank you for being my uh, my Uber back and forth. Yeah, airport. right. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we actually came in on the same same plane together, and uh, which was very cool. And and no, it wasn't private. That was my wife. Are they going to fly you up there private? Like, no, yeah. they're not going to fly me up there private. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. um, Likely coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are you looking for coaching clients? Do you, uh, you want yes. to put that out there? Because sure. I mean, we got we yeah, got absolutely. people. Yeah. yeah. So um, I I. Right now, um, so pretty actively coaching in SCCA. I got a lot of my clients are through Spec Racer Ford. Um, so again, a little thing on, on the side, um, but yeah, always interested in, in helping folks out. Um, and how do they find you? So it's my website is um, DaveOgburn.com. DaveOgburn.com. We'll put that in the show notes. So you don't... Or, or Dave Ogburn Racing on Instagram. One of those well, two. We'll, we'll put them both in the show notes. Okay. So don't, if you're driving, don't like crash to, to try to write that down, and uh, we'll get that all out for you. So. All right, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Inside the SCCA. If you like what you saw or what you heard, uh, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network or the Racing Network on YouTube so you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you left a comment. If it's not a good one, put it on someone else's YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow us on social media to find out who our next guest is and leave a question. It's Racing Wire Net on Twitter. Uh, new Inside the SCCA every week. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and go play with cars. I'm Abby Shear, and when I'm on my way to an autocross, I listen to the Inside the SCCA podcast. Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests, and not that of the SCCA.